Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Live, Mike. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, it is time once again for another edition of the Live Mike Podcast. My name is Michael Beck, your deputy editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, and we're bringing it to you once again, of course, looking at all things Pittsburgh Steelers. But in this uh, few-week period before we even hit the NFL draft uh, and free agency itself, uh, there is a bit of a lull time that I I think uh, all of us are already probably getting a little bit antsy with no, no or little football information on the go. Of course, there's always stuff uh, popping off in Steelers land, but one of the things I kind of wanted to uh, think about and have a group discussion here today, uh, by group discussion I mean uh, me venting to you and kind of getting off some of my thoughts on the draft itself, Uh, and really just breaking down this draft, this offseason, and kind of the way the Steelers have to operate things because of the draft being how it is. And basically what I mean by this is to me, and I think to many others, this is a much weaker draft class than we've seen in a number of years now. Um, I I look at this draft top to bottom, and of course, they're going to be Hall of Famers. They're going to be players that change the game from each and every draft class. But as we sit here right now, when you look at the first round, you look at the mock drafts in the first round, and then you go beyond that. I don't know if there's necessarily 
10 to 15 surefire game-changing starters for for every team in the first round. And there's 32 picks. I like this group this group of talent, the hype on these players, their abilities are so much further behind what we saw a year ago. And it's really tough for the Pittsburgh Steelers being a team that's in a bit of a transition to try to kick things off in a draft class like this. It's going to be harder to hit on those big time prospects that you want to hit on. That's where things get tough. You can have a draft class that completely changes your organization and makes you a contender for at least the next half decade when they're all on their rookie contracts. That's totally possible. But in a draft year, some years there could be 20 Hall of Famers drafted, some years there could be one. When you have that 20-player draft class, if that happens, then yeah, you might get one of those guys. And if you have a really good draft, you might get two. Or, heck, if you're the Steelers in 74, you get four in the draft and one in undrafted free agency. It's just one of those things where you're making these picks in years where there is more talent and you're more likely to hit on an absolute stud. But then years like this one where, of course, you're still going to make your picks and hopefully you hit on players, but still, you're not necessarily going to be making your team too much better Um, or really changing your team for the better, I, I guess I should say. If you're able to nail all of your draft picks and your team absolutely takes off, like I think of the Steelers 2017 draft class when they got T.J. Watt and Juju Smith-Schuster and James Conner and Cam Sutton to a degree and Josh Dobbs who's still on the team they had a solid draft class that year, heck you look at the Saints that same very year and they had an even better draft class 2017 was absolutely loaded, like the Saints got what, uh, Lattimore and Kamara I believe and I believe Ramchek, like so many of their studs came out of that draft class an incredible amount of talent. If you can have draft class like that, yeah, you're going to be a contender for a decent chunk of time. But if you have a draft class like the Steelers kind of had a stretch of poor draft classes from what, 2016, 2015, 2016, 2014 to a degree, there's a stretch there where the Steelers really struggled uh, to hit on picks. And that is kind of the reason why the Steelers are in a bit of a rebuild now. The the veterans of this team that should be on this team, that should be out of those 14, 15, 16 classes, really didn't pan out. And a lot of them have been moved on from already. It's just one of those tough things in football that if you miss a couple draft classes in a row, well, a few years down the road, you're going to hit a lull. And right now, looking at this year's class... It is going to, there's going to be a number of teams, like not just one or two. I'm feeling like 10, 20 teams that really don't feel a significant impact from this draft class. And really, there there could be a potential where there is one team that hits on two picks and they win the class and they have the best draft class because they found an, an impact starter and someone who can make a difference. And that, that right there is going to be probably the the changer for some organization. And right now, I don't know if the Steelers are in that position. You look at the top 10 of this draft class, I think there's some studs early on in the draft. The quarterback talent, to me, just isn't there. The offensive line talent, while there is some studs, 
it just hasn't been as strong as it has been in recent years. When it comes to the receivers, sure, there's some good ones, but it's not as good as it was last year. Last year's receivers cl- receiving class was ridiculous. Tight ends, there's ab- like there really isn't anyone that uh, absolutely lights the world on fire in my mind. Defensively, aside from the edge rushers at the top of the class, I feel like it falls off significantly after you get past your Hutchinson and Thibodeau and really not too many past that. Inside linebackers, I, I think I think is okay. Like when you look at it, I think there's going to be some decent out, inside linebackers that come out of this class. But I think there's going to be a few of them that na- need some time. Corner is probably the best spot in this draft class right now as we sit here. It's a pretty deep corner class, but again, it could have been better. I think one of the main reasons why this draft class is as poor as it is and not as good as uh, some years past is the COVID redshirt uh, rules. Uh, a, a lot of players. A lot of senior players or junior players, you name it, are going back to college for extra time because of uh, the NCAA's ruling that uh, players during that COVID season, if you, if you were on one of those rosters, you could get an extra red shirt. One of the things that's kind of a problem with that, though, was they still managed to play the season. The big, the Power Five conferences still managed to play that season, and they're still giving those players a year to sit. I think this is the draft class that is going to feel that the most. This one right here, and I think not necessarily in 2023, but I think 2024 might be a stack class because there's more players that are just available. I think the next two years after this one, the talent ramps back up. This is a significantly weaker draft class. And the Steelers are going to suffer because of it. It's a very tough time to be a team in rebuild mode right now. Because I don't know if the hierarchy of football could be changed by this draft class. I'm, I really, like, to, to just backpedal a little bit. Some draft classes, all of a sudden, a, a team that's kind of been middle of the pack, if you hit on three, four, five picks, now you're a championship contender and a threat, uh, a, just a dominant force to be reckoned with in your in the league, really, for the next decade or at least half decade. Years like this one where, presumably on paper, there's not going to be too many players that change the league. When you look at it in that broad perspective... The league is probably going to remain status quo aside from some free agency. And that kind of leads me into my next point here. I think the Steelers need to look at the free agent market a little bit harder and not be too concerned about trading to receive more picks in this year's class by trading away future year draft picks. If they want to trade back, which is something we know the Steelers rarely, if basically ever do uh, is trade back to acquire picks if they were to do that that's fine that's okay it's taking more shots in a draft class that is like we mentioned before kind of weak and you get more opportunities to make the right picks so in that sense it's fine but I think the picks in years following are just far too valuable to be throwing around uh, right now if you wanted to trade a first-round draft pick, I would say this is the off-season to do so for a lot of teams, but the Steelers aren't really, even then, aren't in a position to make a move like that unless some freak deal happens to, to come across the screen again, like Minka Fitzpatrick after his rookie season wanting out of Miami and only requiring one first-round pick and some change here, uh, going back to either side to get that deal done. 
I don't know if that deal is going to happen this year. Uh, I, it was one of those just crazy situations to land Minka Fitzpatrick. But to move back to the topic at hand here, the Steelers just need to focus on making their team better. And the easiest way they can do it right now is by spending for Asian dollars smartly. I know it's not their MO. I know it's something they haven't done really in their entire existence. But right now, the Steelers, if they want to rapidly improve this year, they have some cap flexibility to make that happen by signing players. If they're reliant on the draft, they could get burned. This is not the year to expect to have five guys come in, start like the Steelers somehow got out of their 2022 or excuse me, uh, 2021 class in Najee Harris and Pat Fryermuth and Dan Moore and Kendrick Green and Isaiah Loudermilk a little bit and Trey uh, Norwood and Preston Harvin. The Steelers had a t- ton of guys start games for them last year. Sure, there's some injury stuff, but uh, again, it was just one of those things. You're not getting that from this year's class. And if you're starting four or five of these guys right off the bat, your team might be one of the weaker ones in the league. Now, we're going to get back to this conversation just a little bit more, but we're going to jump to a quick break and be back with more live mic action in just a moment. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, it is time for the second half of the Live Mike podcast. Um, if you enjoy the content that you, you're getting here today and want to continue the conversation with me, you can do so by following me on Twitter at MichaelBeck56. This draft stuff, the free agency, the player movement, player building, roster building is one of the exciting things to me as a sports fan. I, I think it's one of those ultimate equalizers in sports and one of the fun topics to talk about uh, when the game itself isn't being played. So if uh, if you want to get into that that roster manipulation, that uh, changing the guard, that, that changing up your team stuff... By all means, I encourage you to follow me on Twitter at MichaelBeck56, and we can get into more of that there. But in the theme of today's show, that's exactly what we're talking about once again. Talking about this draft class and mining gems out of this draft class. That is going to be the difference for some team. There's going to be some fifth-round pick that hits. Some six-round pick. Some there's it's just inevitability in every draft class that someone is going to hit in the later rounds. Someone's going to hit in the middle rounds, and really every team should expect to hit in the first round. But it's still about a 50-50 thing to actually find a a, a game-changing or team-changing player at the very least. 
Now, for the Steelers, they don't have a ton of draft picks. Right now, a one, two, and three that they own themselves. Uh, expected to get that fourth-round compensatory selection. Uh, I do believe they have a fifth-round pick, uh, no sixth, and a pair of sevenths, um, if I am not mistaken on that. So, when you look at it that sense, the Steelers, sure, they pretty much have a pick for every round, but... They don't have a surplus of picks. They're they're not they're not a team that's just loaded and are, are able to uh, just take tons of different names and hope one of them sticks. The Steelers have to be methodical in their approach here. And one of the things that kind of worries me a little bit is I think they're they're going to end up burning a pick on a quarterback. I I am not a lover of this draft class, and I think we've talked about this a few times. Like the quarterback class is just one that is. It's just not what it has been in recent years. It, to me, it, it's kind of a draft class that's comparable to the Geno Smith and EJ Manuel draft year. Like, just think about the Lamar Jackson uh, when he was the 32nd pick overall in that year's draft with, I believe it was the Sam Darnold, uh, Josh Rosen. Um, just, I, I believe it was that class. And, and just think about that. Like, that year... Or, heck, even last year when uh, Mac Jones was the last quarterback taken in the first round. You take all the quarterbacks from this year and stick it in that draft class or, or the one in that Lamar Jackson class, all those guys are not making it in the first round. How many of these guys would have been taken above Kyle Trask, who I believe was 62 or 64 last year? Like, honestly, when you sit here and think about it, how many of those guys would have a legit chance of being more than a second-round pick in 2021? Malik Willis, maybe, if someone fell in love with his athleticism? I could see it to a degree. Kenny Pickett, I don't think he would be close to to what, uh, to what those guys kind of brought to last year's group. Really, like, I know he's a pit guy and a lot of us love him, but still, like, I think he's kind of c- comparable to, to Trask was uh, a year ago. Um, and Kyle Trask might have a little bit more love if he was in college for another year and came out here in 2022. Just one of those things. I don't love this quarterback class. Uh, could one hit? Yeah, absolutely. I think one could hit. Could it be Bailey Zapp in the third or fourth round? Potentially. Um, could it be Malik Willis? Could it could it be Matt Corral? Could, like, I've mentioned this a, a ton of times. I, I know one of these quarterbacks will be a starter in the NFL and probably be okay for themselves. Even in bad quarterback class years, that happens. But the fact of the matter is, you do not have a like any inkling that the first guy taken or the seventh guy taken could be that person. Last year's draft class, it was pretty surefire that all those first-round quarterbacks are going to make huge impacts for their team. And aside from Trey Lance, who pretty much got the year off but is developing extremely well by uh, 49er sources, they've all done pretty much exactly that. This year's draft class is not going to be like that at all. There could still be five quarterbacks taken in the first round. I'd feel a little sick to my stomach uh, if teams were to do that. But legitimately, all five of those guys could be backups all year long, and some of them might not even win starting jobs in year two. It's just not the draft class to get tied up into that position. And for me, if the Steelers were to take a quarterback, I would have a feeling that that could have been a burnt pick. 
Could it hit? Yeah, sure. Could it be proven on? Absolutely. But right now, there isn't one guy that stands out to me. They're all undersized. Uh, Kenny Pickett, I, I know people rag on his small hands, but like to a degree, that is still something you got to worry about when you're playing in that northeastern United States. Malik Willis is short and light. Uh, Desmond Ritter, he, he's got the height, but he, he's slight. Uh, a Lamar, Lamar Jackson type, and for all of the great things Lamar Jackson has done, he t- tends to struggle more and more as the year grows cold. And it, it's just one of those things. In the Northeastern environment, think about the best quarterbacks in NFL history to play in that area. Ben Roethlisberger, a, a thicker body. Heck, let's just focus on the AFC North. Uh, ben Roethlisberger, of course, the best quarterback the AFC North has ever seen. Carson Palmer might be the next best. And Joe Flacco won a Super Bowl. All these guys are, are massive dudes with thick frames. They're guys that can take hits and fight off the cold. Lamar Jackson is one of the better quarterbacks in AFC North history, yes. But when things when things get cold out, he to, he still his winning percentage drops off. I think to be successful in this league, you got to have the, excuse me, not this league, this division, you have to be built for it. You have to be built for playing in those uh, sub-freezing temperatures in the middle of winter and and not feel a thing. Shrug off defenders, play big-time football. Ben Roethlisberger was the perfect body to do that, the perfect player to do that. It's the reason why he won a pair of rings and went to another uh, title game himself. Uh, he, he plays just to that level. Think the guy that's most like a, a young Ben Roethlisberger now is a Josh Allen. The same kind of body type dominating in Buffalo. That's that's kind of what you need to look for, and that's just not what you have in this draft class. There isn't any of those massive frames. Like you hear Sam Howell, like he's another short and slight guy. Matt Corral is very thin. They're like they're just like there's nothing wrong with having these different body types entering the NFL, but these body types are built for indoor stadiums playing in the the southern U.S. They're they're not built to play off of the Great Lakes in in freezing temperatures. Playing in Cleveland, playing in Cincinnati, playing in Buffalo, playing in Green Bay or Pittsburgh. There it takes a specific person with a specific build to be successful at that spot. So that's why I get worried more even more so with this draft class at the quarterback position. Past that, when it comes to Steelers mining gems themselves, like I mentioned earlier, it's just going to be meticulous work to find those players. And really, to me in this draft class, I, I'm not afraid um, to just simply take the best player available in your mind on the board, even if it doesn't fit a position of need whatsoever. It's just one of those draft classes where it's not very... It's not strong. I've talked about it a ton on this podcast alone. It's not strong. So from there, you have to be able to use your picks wisely. Go out, draft players specifically that have the highest ceiling, guys that are most likely to hit in this league. Don't get fancy. Don't overthink it like you did in 2016 when uh, when you wanted William Jackson III, but the Bengals snapped them in front of you, so you, you desperately needed a corner still, so you took Artie Burns. Don't do that. If it comes down to taking a wide receiver in the second round, take the wide receiver in the second round. If the best player in the first round isn't an offensive or defensive lineman, it's a linebacker, do it. If it's a corner, do it. If it's a quarterback, then make that pick. Just take 
the best player available on the board at any given pick and you're going to be more successful because of it. This is one of the things I need the Pittsburgh Steelers to focus on as they head towards this draft. And I want Steeler fans not to be uh, too upset if they don't if they walk away from the draft and not hit a position of need. This is where spending that free agency money comes into and to actually fix and plug the holes on this roster. To me, I think they have to fix the holes in free agency and then use this draft specifically to just take the best players available and hope they are better than what you have on the roster at those spots or are able to develop into game-changing players. That's what you have to do in a draft class like this. It's weak. It's one that you got to be strategic and just not force yourself uh, to just try to get tunnel vision at fixing any given position. You have to be able to be willing to sit back, get players that might not necessarily be able to help your team extremely well in 2022, but because they are a high ceiling, high potential player, they're going to be a force on your team for years to come in years thereafter. That's the big name of the game to me in this upcoming draft class. With all that being said, I want to thank you for tuning in to today's edition of the Live Mike Podcast. I want to remind each and every one of you to click over to BehindTheSteelCurtain.com as we love to say it's your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, from film rooms to uh, commentary to lists to breaking down the roster to moves the Steelers we think they should make here in this offseason in the coming weeks. Everything is available at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com and once again, you should be dialed in and locked into said Behind the Steel Curtain. And you should be listening to the entire family podcast here brought to you by Behind the Steel Curtain. If you're able to like, subscribe, five stars, comment, what have you, it helps uh, us uh, bring you more of that great content. So help us to help you uh, scratch our back and we'll scratch yours by bringing you more of that great content. We know each and every one of you Pittsburgh Steelers diehards love. With all that being said, once again, I want to thank you for tuning in to today's edition of the Live Mike Podcast. My name is Michael Beck, and we will talk to you guys soon. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Ch -ch 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 
ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.